Hello, this is Thea Fiore Bloom. I'm the artist and blogger and journalist behind the Charm Studio. That's a blog and a podcast. And I'm over in the internet land at www.thecharmstudio.com. And I wanted to make this podcast and this blog for heart-centered artists like you who want to write better, who want to sell better, who want to feel better by being yourself. So today I have a really kind of interesting uh, topic about trolls and about uh, hate comments and about dealing with negativity from without and negativity from within. And so the official title of this podcast is How to Cope with Hate Comments About Your Art. O'Keefe shows artists how to tromp a troll. So this podcast is for you, though, if you've endured really harsh art criticism, art criticism that you felt bordered on trolling, this would be a great podcast for you. If you have a friend who's been trolled, if you troll yourself in your mind, (laughs) um, this would be uh, hopefully a positive touch point. I'm going to first start about talking about O'Keefe and how she dealt with fear. I'm then going to move on to trolls and uh, talk about art critics and then uh, finish up with some tips for how to walk through your art making with a tremendous uh, amount of more of a heightened amount of presence and self-love, okay? So are you an artist who's ever been crushed by a troll? I I can totally relate. Almost every artist has had some kind of really harsh negative experience. And I have a post on how to uh, receive a harsh criticism as well in a podcast, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But trolling is a little bit different. And it has to do with, it hits us in a little bit of a deeper place and a fear place. And artist George O'Keefe can be great to look to for that kind of thing because she's just a master. She was a master about feeling fear and dealing with fear because she was a, fear was kind of like her bedfellow. When I was first researching her, I got really curious about O'Keefe when I was doing my dissertation in graduate school on mythology and objects that artists keep in their homes, mythological objects. It's a long story. But what I learned is that she had this wonderful sculpture of a hand displaying the Abhaya Mudra, which symbolizes no fear. Mudra is a hand gesture from the East. They all have sacred connotations. I'll leave you a link in the show notes about how to learn more about those. But you can get a glimpse of this mudra that's set into the bedroom wall of O'Keefe's house at Ghost Ranch. And if you look carefully at the photo that I linked to in the show notes, you can see it plastered into the wall to the left of the fireplace. What's so significant about this is that O'Keefe was a complete minimalist. So every object in every one of her, she had two very sparsely furnished homes in New Mexico, Ghost Ranch, which is private where this mudra is kept, is in the wall, and Abiquiu, which you can visit, um, which I'll put a link to show notes as well, uh, George O'Keefe's uh, home studio in, at Abiquiu. I It's an incredible pilgrimage I recommend you make if you have any interest in her work. So my point being that why did this minimalist choose this thing to have in her wall? And um, why this particular mudra and about fear? And how can O'Keefe's walk with fear many years ago help us walk with our own fear today? So let's find out. One of my favorite quotes from George O'Keefe was taken from an interview she gave when she was 80. 
And in that interview, she admitted to the interviewer in her kind of offhand, sarcastic, but real way. She said, look, I'm frightened all the time. I'm scared to death all the time, but I've never let it stop me. Never. I love that. So Sharon uh, Udall wrote in her excellent book, Carr, O'Keefe, and Kahlo, Places of Her Own. She wrote that whether in modulating physical risk or forcing professional risk, fear never became the enemy in O'Keefe's life. Fear never became the enemy in O'Keefe's life. Instead, it served as an energizing fuel. I think that's fascinating. So I believe that O'Keefe may have placed that fear mudra right across from her bed where she could see it every morning, right, to remind her to put her ever-present fear to work for her. And that delicate but powerful mudra hand may have reminded her upon awakening to use her fear as fuel in her art practice and also to use her fear as fuel in her art business every day. And as Mark Twain said, courage is the mastery of fear, not the absence of fear. But let me say, let me be honest with you, that if fear was fuel, NASA would be calling me any minute to have me donate my vast quantities of high-octane fear to cleanly power their next space launch because I am riddled with fear. But I guess just sitting around waiting for someone else to transform one's fear into fuel isn't the answer, right? I mean, it hasn't worked for me. Nobody's transformed my fear into fuel. So I wanted to offer you a really simple example of a colleague of mine who actually showed me how to do it because I wasn't aware of how to do it, you know, and, uh, consciously. So this is the part where the trolls come in. A while back, Christy, was. This, she's a really kind, vivacious British artist. She's a Charm Studio subscriber. And she logged in as usual to her DA account, uh, DeviantArt, uh, which is fairly, you know, it has some really strange stuff on it, no doubt. But it has a lot of artists, younger artists, use it as a big platform to get more um, people to get eyeballs on their art. And Christy is young. And on this particular morning, Christy saw something that would freak out most creatives, and that was a nasty comment, a nasty comment from an internet troll. And it was incredibly juvenile, Christy told me. And the troll had written, wow, your art sucks a dash dash. My grandmother makes better art than you. So it's not a very, you know, inspired comment. But as Christy said, I wasn't feeling really confident about my art at that particular time. I wasn't selling anything. And so it was as if somebody had kicked me and I was already down when they did kick me. So being vulnerable as an individual in front of a pack, she said, is really scary. And that is the feeling that trolls elicit is that you're alone in front of this pack of animals. And so Christy panicked. She shut down her account. But then time went by and she thought about it. And she told me that I remembered that for me, art is not supposed to be about people liking what I make. Although, of course, she said, it makes me happy when people do. But I also realized that fear of vulnerability dogs all artists. And I was no different than anybody else, end quote. So Christy's a hero of mine because, one, she mustered up the courage to open a new DA account despite her fear, and two, she was brave enough to reach out to her friends and to her followers to tell them what happened and um, share her experience for the benefit of other people who had been trolled. And I thought that was so cool and so brave and so generous, you know? So 
and you know and because she could have been trolled again about that so but she did it anyway and then she christy received the really cool thing and this is part of the reason i got close to her is that i was one of the people that wrote back to her is that she received this outpouring of support and outpouring of new follows and new likes new everything from fellow artists who had been in her shoes i was on da for like five minutes i tried it but i'm not anymore but i respect people that do social media but i just (laughs) i'm not as strong as you guys as far as um, the ability to focus i just lose focus on it so i chose not to be on it but anyway that's a story for another day you can i'll link to the show notes about uh my on that my uh post and podcast called bye bye facebook mentions a lot about that so this is let's go on to look at how post troll life can be better than pre troll life so i believe that thwarting a troll combined with the uplifting support of christie's true community contributed to this renaissance in her art practice and in i am i noticed in my opinion that her post troll work was incredibly more advanced and intricate and better and took tons more chances than her pre troll work and so how can artists trump a troll Christy showed me the way too. Just like O'Keefe showed me to use my fear as fuel, Christy showed me that you feel scared, but you make a ton of new art anyway. So sometimes quantity is the answer, you know, uh, as opposed to quality. If we make enough art, we get to that quality, you know. So as Christy said, quote, the troll experience seemed to have done a turnaround in my head, after which I came back fighting. Oddly, she said, I feel more secure in myself after being trolled. It's as if, well, this is, by the way, you know, a couple months later, not it didn't happen for her right away. She said, I feel more secure in myself. It's as if someone's throwing rocks at me in the past has allowed me to grow a kind of rock resistant veneer. I love that a rock resistant veneer. And don't we need that as artists? So should you write the troll back that's an inevitable question that wants to come up and i wanted to address that and i would say no and writer neil stevenson says heck no i love that this quote of his he says arguing with anonymous strangers on the internet is a sucker's game because they almost always turn out to be or to be indistinguishable from self-righteous 16 year olds possessing infinite amounts of free time (laughs) So I love that, that, you know, if you want to get work done in your life and progress and have your own uh, precious soul uh, be expressed in this lifetime, you don't have the same, you don't have time to do that. You're moving forward. So please remember these three other things if you're an artist who's ever been trolled, okay? Number one, folks who troll artists aren't artists, I would say 99% of the time. Art trolls are almost always what I would say are shadow artists. That would be that they're people, the third thing is to remember is they're people who desperately want to be like you and make art like you and show up like you, but they're too chicken. So one thing that nobody ever mentions in articles on trolling that I want to say here is that trolls can be family members. I can't tell you how many subscribers have told me that they got off social media, not because of some noble cause, but because of the harsh comments on their art by their own blood relations. So if that's you, I just want to tell you you're not alone. I'm surprised there's not a Facebook group about that. Maybe there already is. Additionally, several supposed professional critiques from professional art critics can fall into the shadow artist troll camp too, in my opinion. Like, for example, 
I won't go on a rant on this. I won't go on a rant on this. But Clement Greenberg's critique of O'Keefe's history-making MoMA show comes to mind as an example. Greenberg, like so many painting critics, is not a painter himself. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to his critique of George's art in the show. And if you're like me, after you read what you see, what I see, you might not see it, but after you read what I see as these below-the-belt kind of critiques, like Greenberg chose to print out about O'Keeffe's work, you will be inspired by George's ability to, like the seemingly Herculean ability to throw off the idiocy mouthed by these quote-unquote respected voices of her day. And how she did that is just a miracle to me that to just take in some of the idiocy that was said about her so sexist i mean the greenberg in, uh, comment is sexist but the, there's some doozy comments i should write a post one time just on the insanely sexist critique of george's flower art you know <laughs> it's it's amazing um but anyway my point is is that she kept painting and that's heroic to me and she was like super trolled to get more help coming back to life after you have an unfair critique, uh, uh, I'm going to link, I said, to a post on a podcast called How to Recover from a Harsh Art Critique. But back at the ranch, what do art trolls do this for? Why do they mock you? I think it's this, because secretly they want to be you. I believe art trolls long to act they long to write, they long to paint, they long to make music, but most are just too terrified, including people in your family. They're just too terrified to even pick up a brush, let alone have the courage to show their attempt at creativity in public as you, my friend, have bravely done, okay? So take a moment to honor the guts that it took to get up and join the dance of art in the first place. You guys are my heroes. It's a dance that you've done that trolls are too fearful to begin. And art trolls can only gather at the gates and like enviously look on from the distance at you, even, you know, waving around your freak flag, as I call it. And you might feel awkward about it, but trust me, it's such a good time that they want in. And that's what they're stabbing at you for, in my opinion, and stabbing at me for, stabbing at us for, okay? We creators feel this fear of disapproval too. And I, I think that the art trolls are just immobilized by fear of disapproval and we feel it too, but we keep shaking it off and having the courage to jump back in the ring to fight another day. We don't just stay in the stands, we're on the field and that's the difference. So sadly, most art trolls, I do feel sorry for them. They'll keep their straight jacket of fear on maybe even for the rest of their life. Um, hopefully some of them break out of it and try it. But I don't think many do. Um, what do you think? You can leave me a comment over on the blog post, um, and I'll leave a link to the post in the show notes. But speaking of fear, let's get to the last lesson O'Keefe and Christy have for us on not just surviving, but thriving after being trolled. And here it is, that trolls teach us to cross the river anyway. O'Keefe and Christie teach me that I don't have to deny when I feel terrified, nor do I have to stay frozen in that terror or that shame. And that the new game plan is to admit, okay, my knees are shaking and get my butt across the river anyway. And as Christie says, I'm still not completely rock proof. 
I'm still human, she said. I still think a future comment from a troll would hurt me. But the difference is, I feel like I'll stay standing this time, end quote. I just love that. So this post is dedicated, and the podcast right here today is dedicated to everybody who's been trolled or bullied and came back to make more art anyway. You're amazing. And this this podcast is in memory of my dad, Isidore T. Bloom, who was a crazy, brave union organizer who taught me. He always said, remember, on the right day, you can take anything. And I want to pass his words on to you guys that remember, on the right day, you can take anything too. So over to you. I'd love to know what you think. If you've ever encountered a troll, why you think trolls do troll. Can you relate to Christy's story at all? And um, I wanted to also just say, you know, that your art is always there for you. Don't let a troll separate you from this most precious resource that they don't have and your art is always there for you and so am I I'm right here (laughs) so you don't you're not alone and if you ever are thinking about creating a book or you want to flesh out a new uh website that truly expresses your soul purpose in this lifetime you can always pop over to my writing coaching for artists page to see and and contact me in the contact form and see if I'm accepting new clients. I love helping heart-centered artists find their wings through their words, you know. I'm over at www.thecharmstudio.com slash writing coaching for artists. That's it, okay? And remember, as William James said, to change one's life, start immediately and do it flamboyantly. No exceptions. Okay, be flamboyant. Love yourself. Honor how far you've come. And I will talk to you on the next podcast. Be well.